0: This is what the flux. I'm Brett and I'm Justin and it's Monday the 29th of March. Flux family, listen up to this good news. You can now download the Flux app through the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. How good is that? Incredible. Download it now, Brett. Another day, another NFT sold. Ooh. And this time it's ja Rule, the co-founder of the seriously infamous Fire Festival. I know. He sold a Fire Festival painting as an NFT. Forget this. Yeah. One hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Huge, Justin, and the goal of we have three really credible stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. The founder of TPG, the telco company, has abruptly quit the company and resigned as chairman and to his 30-year reign of power Ooh. over at TPG. we, this is huge. I never thought he would let go. So what's happened here? Well, a bit of background, Justin. David Teo came to Australia in 1986 and set up a computer hardware store. <laughs> Fast forward 20-odd years and TPG became one of the largest telco companies in Australia. What makes this even even more juicy is that TPG merged with Vodafone only 8 months ago mm-hmm. they created a billion telco behemoth so they could better compete with the big dogs like (laughs) Telstra and Optus And no surprises here, when the news was announced TPG Telecom's share price dropped nearly 7% Not surprised. So what's the key learning here? It's all well and good for a merger to happen Mm -hmm. but there needs to be a cultural alignment between the two merging companies as well On the one hand you have TPG which has been the baby of a highly reclusive, secretive and ambitious billionaire. And on the other hand you've got Vodafone the big red loud brash brand. And when opposing cultures collide, you can definitely expect leaders from both companies to clash. So, while the financial side of this merger may have looked beautiful on paper, Mm -hmm. when you get TPG's chairman and founder exiting so soon after a deal of this size, Justin, it can only suggest some sort of internal conflict going on. I reckon. This episode of What the Flux is brought to you by LawPath. LawPath's online platform makes it easy to start a company in minutes. They'll help you hit the ground running in 2021 for less. That'd be legal docs, eSignal And advice. Check out lawpath.com slash flux to get started. For our second story, the Suez Canal, a sea level waterway in Egypt, which is extremely important to global trade, has been blocked for almost a week and it has massive implications for businesses and consumers. Bizarre story, but kind of. Was it a matter of time? Mm. Tell me more. All right, well, the Suez Canal runs through Egypt and connects the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea. It's been in use for over 150 years as a way to transport goods, and it's not your average canal. It has $13 billion worth of trade passing through it daily. Well, I repeat, daily. Well, that's what usually happens until recently. (laughs) That's because a 400 metre long, 200,000 tonne container ship got stuck during a storm last week. Meaning hundreds and hundreds of ships are waiting on either side. Now, normally this wouldn't be such a big deal if it was short term. But last week, people started to get a little bit scared because they found out it may take weeks to resolve this. And from an economic perspective, this it's a bit of a mare. Talk me through it. Essential commodities are jam-packed into these ships and they need to get to where they're going. We're talking chemicals, fuel, livestock, crops, everything. So what is the key learning here? Even before this issue, we knew that global transportation was struggling to keep up with the increased demand. We've seen congestion at ports. We've seen the price of shipping containers increase by 80%. And we've seen bottlenecks all over the shop. Brett, that box mattress that said it would take two weeks to come? How about two months now? Mm -hmm. Around 10% of worldwide shipping traffic flows through these narrow, narrow waters. Now, Flux fam, not to alarm you, but the last time we all started freaking out about global supply chains, (laughs) we saw people punching on at Woolworths (laughs) for a roll of toilet paper. (laughs) but this time it has nothing to do with a pandemic for our third and final story intel has whipped out a brand new 26 billion dollar strategy and the company reckons it can get back to being the number one chip maker in the world again that's a very very expensive strategy for a company that used to be in the top 10 most valuable companies in the world Mm -hmm. so what's happening here well remember back in the day every time you used to turn on your computer you'd see that intel logo Mm -hmm. and sound (laughs) they were a big big deal back then but unfortunately not such a big deal anymore These days, more than 80% of microchip production, that's what Intel does, Mm -hmm. that happens in Asia. But Brett, according to Intel's new CEO, Intel (laughs) is back. And now, by investing $26 billion into chip manufacturing, Intel's hoping it can become Earth's number one again. As we all know, microchips are very hot in demand right now. The world is running low, and there is huge demand from companies for them, for everything from cars to electronics. And now, Intel's also launching a new division that will make chips for other companies too. So what's the key learning here? In midlife business crises, businesses often look within. Do I diversify into new areas? or do we double down on what we do well? Now, Intel knows its strengths and wants to lean into what it does best in order to make more money. So they're actually embracing the idea of making chips for other companies. Intel's primarily manufactured its own chips. Now it's going to use its factories for other companies' chips too, even, dare I say, its competitors. Mm. Intel used to make chips for MacBooks and iPhones. But then Apple broke that relationship and replaced Intel's laptop processors with its own chips. Ooh. Ooh. But now Intel's trying to attract the likes of Microsoft, and Google and others with this new service of theirs. And who knows where that could lead for the former world heavyweight champ. Mm. Flux family, as we mentioned off the top, you can now download the Flux app either through the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. You can check your credit score. You can listen to the podcast. You can even play our weekly savings game. Win the week up to 250K this week. What? Wow. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.